you're listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. Hey guys, you're listening to General Admission for another week. Mm -hmm. I'm Jen and I'm here with Alessandra. Welcome to episode 11. Yeah, and today we're also, like every single week, joined by a very special guest. If you want to introduce yourself, say hello. Hey, I'm Reese Meston. What's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are you? We're going pretty well. How's your day been? I'm not too bad. I'm just sat in my studio. I sat in my studio in my new place yesterday, so I'm just... I'm just lazying about on Very this nice. uh, rainy Melbourne day, but that's ripper. Yeah. Sounds like a classic Melbourne. Yeah, it's actually really hot in Sydney today. Like, it was really oh, cold. Oh, you in Sydney? I just left Sydney like three months ago. Oh, two months ago. Yeah. Hey. I had to get out of it. I was in Redfern for a while. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I had to bail. The rent was getting me, man. It's so expensive. Real. It is, like, literally everywhere. Like, yeah. Just, you got, like, And it's also, pumps. like, what you pay for, it's not really... It really is the actual yeah. quality of what you're paying for is not really bad. Yeah, no. Nah. All my friends have started. Yeah, they've been going. Like, we've just been getting kicked further and further out of the city. So everyone's just like, okay, cool. Build another apartment block in the middle of the city and we'll just move out to fucking Homebush or something. Yeah. <laughs> May as well. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, cool. So I guess you're in Melbourne now. What made you decide to make the. I mean, I know you wanted to get out of Sydney. You kind of just mentioned it, but like. Yeah. Is there a different kind of, I guess, Sydney music, the Sydney music scene is not very... Um, Non-existent. Yes, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We, um, yeah part, look, part of, obviously part of it was um, rent was a big thing for me over there. It was, um, you know, what, for what you said, like, what, for what you were getting, I wanted to have my studio at home. And I had such a tiny little place that was costing me an arm and a leg. And, you know, my studio was my living room and my living room was next to the fridge, which had beer in it. And I was like, this is not working out very well. It's a productive day. So I uh, I ventured on down here and yeah another big thing is uh, all of my works down here mostly I mean I'd say probably about sixty percent of my work throughout the year is in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much more music down here and, and I mean it's it's a bit of a shame I mean it, you know you say Sydney you know keep Sydney open and all those rallies that are trying, you know obviously they've, they've sold the um, shutting down the old basement and stuff at the moment now as well um, so yeah like there is obviously like a lot of stuff going downhill musically for Sydney but it's the whole of Australia you know like so I've played a couple of shows um the start of this year at venues that I've been um in and out of for the last you know six or seven years and they're just struggling it's it's it, I don't know what it is I mean I, I think our um our uh, our passion for kind of following Australian artists around the country has kind of dwindled because you know it's so much for these venues to put these these uh, these shows on especially when you've got pokey machines that are paying out ridiculous amounts of money yeah um so yeah it's, it's been a struggle for everybody but yeah definitely down in melbourne like i'm going to go watch one of my favorite bands tonight and um we've been able to go out and see a lot of my friends play around the, the, the city and stuff even you know on tuesday nights and stuff they still pull a pretty good crowd so yeah, yeah mm. i thought but, um yeah but mostly the biggest thing for me i guess was yeah just getting out of sydney and into uh, somewhere that's a bit more of a music buzz. Nice. Yeah, for sure. And literally everything else, like from food to art, like Melbourne is yeah. really yeah. <laughs> where it's at. Melbourne is so much better planned. But um, who... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm in shock living here. Like, yeah, I've spent his time here, but um, the amount of, like, just random shit you can do, like, you know, <laughs> the, we, we had Moon Bar the other day, and then there was this massive food festival. There's the St. Kilda um, markets on every Sunday. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff to do. My, my family came down to see me. Um, I've got three sisters, me, mum and dad, and my partners, uh, her mum and dad came down and uh, friends of friends came down. So we had about 13 people in my house, which would have never happened in my one-bedroom apartment in Sydney. Oh, no. And we just, for three or four days, just could, we couldn't stop doing stuff. Everyone's exhausted because there's just so much going on. Mm. Same with Adelaide, actually. I'm from Adelaide. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd go as far to say Adelaide kind of taking the... Um, Taking the punt over uh, Sydney at the moment on yeah. on uh, things to do around the place. Yeah, I mean Sydney is a bit. I mean, I we've both grown up in Sydney, so I guess one. I feel like when you live in a city and you grow up there, you're either like biased both ways. Like you either hate it or you love it. Like yeah. there's nothing yeah. in between. <laughs> I mean, I bag out Sydney a lot, but I do like it. But at the same time, like if you don't live in the city. Like, there's not much to do. I'm going to say public transport yeah. is awful. And I'm probably not going to open that can of worms. Yeah, I know. 
Cool. Well, I guess, look, let's go into a bit of music because you just released an EP. You're currently on a tour as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, do you want to just talk about this EP? Because it is a rebranding as well. And you have like made music in the past and been quite successful in those areas as well. So what kind of, I don't know, I guess just yeah. talk about it, like just maybe summarize it for our listeners or I guess wherever you'd like to start. <laughs> Make it away. Yeah. yeah, sure. Well, um, no, yeah, like you said, I've, um, I've, I've done a lot of different things uh, in the music industry. Uh, obviously, where I started was, uh, what it was, it was a TV show, and I was, I think I was 16 when I went on. It seemed like an age ago, but it wasn't, wasn't too long ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I look up, let's get past all that stuff. I, I left Sony maybe, you know, four years ago. I think we're going on about four years now. And um, really, I just understood at that point what I'd done um, you know, career-wise, and, and I kind of neglected all the things that I was, um, you know, supposed to be involved in. Or, in other words, I was kind of kept in the dark with it as well. I mean, they, they like to take control of that stuff. And coming out the other end, I, I went straight into making rock music. So I've been doing it for the past about four years. But the problem was that, um, you know, people just hear the name and they automatically go straight back to the TV show, straight back to, you know, those pop songs that were on the radio. And, you know, they were successful, so they were they were out there and they were you know, being played to, you know, on the radio constantly, playing, you know, big big rooms and stuff. Mm. Um, so when I was actually making a rock record, it's been a while since anybody's actually, you know, properly taken it serious because I think everybody's just looking at it like, you know, nice try, kid. Yeah, um, literally. Yeah. So I struggled with that for, um, I did an EP and a full-length record, um, uh, which I went to the States to do, um, which I had a great time making. And, and the, the songs, and I kind of feel, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed now that record went well because I feel like there's so many great songs on there. But to be totally honest, um, and I have been quite honest with, over this whole record, is I was just in a really bad place personally when I was uh, making that record and, and after um, that record. I wasn't in, a, in the headspace to um, be trying to, you know, figure out what to do with my music and how to get it out to the world and people see me as, you know, someone that's making rock and roll and, and, and has something, you know, legitimate to say. Um, mainly because, I mean, I've been doing a lot of therapy over the last couple of years too, um, which is which has helped me out a lot. I've, I kind of hit hit a wall there about two years ago. I've been drinking a lot and doing a lot of stupid shit, a lot of, a lot of drinking and drugs and not thinking about... Um, know my head and, and why I was feeling so you know kind of down about everything that had, had gone on in the you know the prior years to you know what been going on with my um, music feeling so out of control mm-hmm. of everything every aspect of like you know even just who I am as a person but you know my music as well and that um that really you know that, that knocked me for six and that that put me on my ass for a couple of years but you know the, the big thing that um this record's done for me and um you know it's, it's actually you know even making the record was quite emotional because it's just for the first time ever in the music industry, and, and yet, you know, it's been a, a long time since, um, you know, we did start doing what we were doing. This record is, I'm, I'm in control of what I'm doing now more, more so. I'm not fully in control, I'm, I'm getting there, but um, I know I know what I want to do, um, I know what I want to say, and I know how I want to say it. Um, and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not afraid of what people think about it anymore, or what people think about me or what I want to put out, I feel like it's, it's almost a, um, it would be, uh, you know, it would be do the music ill to not do it the way I want to do it and, and say the things that I want to say. Mm-hmm. So this record really is, um, it is an EP and we, we wanted to put as much stuff out as we could, but obviously an EP is a lot cheaper and a lot easier to do. So we picked the five songs that really have shaped the last two years for me, the, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, we tried to keep it, um, light at times but there are a lot of uh, heavy moments on there especially story-wise and, um, and lyrically and then you know even going into the music as well and um yeah it's, it, it was i remember just when we p- pressed the the final faders down on the last mix i got really emotional because it was i was listening to it and i was like you know what this is the, for the first time people are going to hear this and they're actually going to hear who i am as a person like i now know who i am as a person but the, people are actually going to have the opportunity to uh, I kind of walk around my whole life now just as, you know, you know, that fad of being the kid that was on the TV show all those years ago that has, you know, nothing to say and nothing, you know, that, you know, anybody wants to listen to. Whereas now, like, I know if people listen to this, they're going to know who I am as a person. And don't get me wrong, there are going to be a lot of people that are not going to like the record, but for those people that do love it, 
I'm going to be there to be able to do a lot more of this stuff. And those are the people that I really want to talk to. I, as I, I said to him, I, I had therapy just before I called you guys, and I was talking to my therapist, and I was like, you know what frustration is about putting your music out? It, it's almost like trying to fall in love. You don't fall in, like, you don't try, you don't go out and try and find the love of your life. You mm. just find them. Mm. And it's the same thing when you, you talk about the music here. It's like, you know, we're not looking to... Um, to find the people to fall in love with. We're, we're, we're putting something out in the world that people will hopefully love. And mm. and when you're passionate about something, you can see that people can be passionate about it as well. So, you know, we put, I put my heart and soul into this. I played, you know, all the, all the instruments on it. My, apart from the drums, my best mate did the drums because I'm shit out. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's all in there. And it's um, it, it's the first of, of, of heaps of stuff. It's, it's the first uh, kind of taster of what's to come. We've got a lot of uh, different stuff. Um, I've been working on for the last couple of years, but new stuff that we're coming out with now. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, the, the start of something that's truly, uh, you know, who I am, what I'm going to be doing for the next God knows how many years. So I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of it. Nice. Yeah, and you should be. And like, to be honest, like I was thinking about this a lot is that when I watched you on the show on The X Factor, like, like your voice literally blew me away. And I was just thinking, like, this is such a war. Yeah, a raw diamond, basically. And, and, and when I just, like, like saw that you'd kind of dropped off and no one really heard from you, I was kind of, it kind of saddened me a bit because I was like, you're such a talent. And, like, just cultivated in the right way and just you being able to make your own music and, you know, you know, be in charge of your own decisions. Like, who knows the type of music you could be making. And for me, that really comes together on Suitcase of Stories. Like, that's the kind of music that I envisioned you making. So, for me, it's a pretty emotional time as well. Yeah. Oh, bless you. No, that, you know, that's exactly what... And I said this to someone else the other day. It's like, almost exactly what we make the record to do. It's like, this record anyway, it's like... And, and you know, like, this, that, that's me. That's one person in this in- industry, like... And it means, obviously, it means everything to me and and to people like you that like this kind of music. But you know, the other thing that, you know, there's so many people out there tied up in these labels that are so fucking good. Mm. And we're, unfortunately, are just never going to hear from them. Because it, it's... So, no one can understand how scary it is to, to for somebody to be holding the world out in front of you on a platter and making it look so beautiful and then try and and just step away for the pure, you know, fact of you just want to be able to do what you need to do as a musician. It's scary, man. And there's a lot of people out there um, that are so talented that just just aren't ready to do it yet. And it's Mm -hmm. such a shame. It's like, and you know what, even if you do come out of it, like, I don't know, like, but for me, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, it's, I'm not making tons of cash and, you know, I'm throwing a lot of money at trying to make this, record work and stuff but we're not seeing heaps of returns like it's money's you know few and far between so it's it's kind of one of those things of you know you, you never really know if it's going to work out you just kind of kind of trust what is actually going to make you actually happy like i actually feel happy now you know i played to twelve thousand people you know five years ago on my own show in a in arena down in melbourne and i'm not as happy as i was playing last weekend to nearly 60 70 people in tasmania because I got to play the stuff that I really love. My band was awesome. We played fucking awesome and we sounded great. And that meant more to me, you know, like it's, it's weird to think you've got to, you've got to try and find what's going to make you happy. And, um, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's in anything in life, right? Like you got, you guys do this podcast cause you know, it makes you happy. It's something you want to do. You wouldn't do it if you didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it's a simple fact, but yeah, it's, it's a shame that, you know, it's, it doesn't kind of reside with everybody and everybody doesn't get mm. the chance to do it. It's going to, Knock it down, put your head into it. Yeah, and I think also too, that like one of the points that you made is, you know, you wanted to make this like record for yourself, and sometimes like, obviously, you know, you want it to be successful and you want people to like it, but I feel like sometimes as well, like just making it is enough. Like just making the music and like, I guess like because I. And I, I don't know, I don't call myself a musician, but like I do you write. <laughs> I wouldn't like go that far, but like, you know, sometimes just writing the songs, like I guess from my personal experience is enough. And like that in itself is a, a good enough reward. And then people yeah. listening to it is like just a bonus. Obviously like bonus. Exactly. It, it is like, you're hopeful that people like it, but that's not what you're it's, creating it's it not, for. Yeah. No, no, you know, I mean, that's the thing, like, you, you, I have done that in the past, I've made music to sell to people, you know, it's, yeah. it's almost like, you know, you know, the, the 
the golden arches of McDonald's are yellow because it's the first colour a kid can see. Like, that's mm. selling something, right? Whereas, like, you know, you go down, there's a, there's a place in Melbourne called Andrews Burgers, which just shits all over McDonald's because yeah. they're making the burgers they want to make. The exact same thing where it's like, you do it, do it. But, you know, I always like to say it is write the music that you want to listen to that you can't find. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect way of saying it is because you can just, you know, just do, do what you want to do, man. Like, because this is the thing, like, you play those, those, those big shows and stuff and, and you, you kind of just you're you're hollow. You're like, what am what am I trying to tell these people? And there's the thing, you come out the other end of it. If you're not making something that you like or you feel passionate about, then no one knows who you are. So you're kind of walking down the street, and someone runs into you and they go, you know, oh, I love I love this song, I love that, and you don't feel warm about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I've had people come up to me and they're like, oh, I love Shout It Out and I love, you know, your rock star and stuff. And I'm like, that's cool and like I appreciate that. Love <laughs> you guys. Thanks for the love. But for me, if someone came up to me and said, I love, you know, I love Tell Me All About It on your, on your new record, yeah, that, that to me is like, it just feels better because I'm just like, you know what, like that's not a single. You've obviously gone in to try and find some of our music and that's a song I feel really connected to. So like then you, that means something to you. Yeah. But you're exactly right. Yeah, you, write, you don't write music for other people. You write it for yourself in the hopes that, you know, somebody else may, may feel the same way about it. Yeah. And I guess it is a good segue into um, our first segment, which took 15 minutes to get to. But um, yeah, so this is um, what's on your playlist where we're basically going to be talking about a couple of tracks that, you know, we're really connected to that really, you know, speak to us, move us. And we wanted you, Reese, to kick that off. So what's a track that you've been listening to that you absolutely can't get out of your head right now? Oh, uh, well, there's, there's been a new couple of new bands like I, I love i love my old school rock and roll but um <laughs> i've been trying to try to dive into the uh the new school world and there's, a, there's a band i don't know if you call know them they're called the, the temperance movement heard of they're them. a rock and roll they're, they're they're killer they've got this they've got a new record out but there's one song on their record called blackwater zoo been to australia but it's got a very cold chisel-esque um vibe to it but they're 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 for me they're doing all the good things for for rock and roll music so i've been i've been pumping that like a madman nice awesome gonna have to check it out yeah you you gotta check it out it's killer it's a really good record it's one of those records you can just put on for the you know cleaning your house and you'll Mm. just have the time of your life so get stuff done no yeah yeah (laughs) i need a whole playlist for that yeah yeah well i guess what about you jen because you sort of listen to lots of like old school you know rock and roll do you have anything in that realm for this week oh not so much old school because i I, i'm going to be talking about a relatively new band as well uh reese are you familiar with a newy band called eat your heart out eat your heart out no i've never heard yeah no they're, they're really cool like they kind of they kind of remind me of like paramore and and like, like you old know, school yeah, old school, yeah, old like school, yeah, those old school kind of vibes. But um, yeah, so they're kind of like I call them like a punk band. Um, and they so they released um an EP called Mind Games in December, but they've recently come out with um a music video for one of their tracks, Rust. because like I feel like the video really ties in with the song because it's kind of like this you know park out like parkour inspired um kind of thing where there's like this delivery man and he's like really good at like scaling like like walls and like climbing over stuff and and then the band are just playing in an alleyway like it's just and it really fits in with the song so um, yeah check it out nice that's killer I have heard of these guys because they did Pop goes punk. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have heard of them. No, I have to check it out. I haven't heard them in ages. I'll give them a listen. Yes, yeah. yeah. they're super cool, and they're touring with Unsimple Plan at oh, the really? moment. Yeah, they kicked them off their tour a couple of days ago. Yeah, Ripper, look at them go. Yeah, Aussie so bands to the rescue. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your first track, Alice? Um, so I was going to talk about a an artist called Soccer Mummy. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, She's just like a... So basically, it's this solo artist. Um, her name is Sophie, I believe. She's just 20. Um, and she just released her debut. And um, it's very much like 
bedroom kind of like that lo-fi rock like she sort of started out just putting tracks on Bandcamp and recording things at home just with like her guitar basically and um almost like you know that whole kind of like sad girl vibe like that's the sort of um I guess her style in a way but um I find it really cool you know also like being a guitarist kind of started in the same way just like recording at home and I think it's really cool to um see that progression and anyway the track I was going to talk about is a song called Cool and um she's pretty cool I guess that's like the only segue but I found her um, what a segue yeah right Um, we've been doing this for like almost six months I really should be better at that I found out about them online because they're a band from Nashville so I don't think they've ever played here Um, but they're on they're supporting Paramore in on across their US tour so I thought you know I like Paramore whoever their supports are probably going to be good anyway you mentioned paramour probably like at least once every no 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 no, i didn't (laughs) just take a shot every time i say paramour oh yeah um yeah for reference like paramour one of my favorite bands um anyway really if you Mm. didn't know already um but yeah cool track so i guess do you have another song for us what have you been what else have you been listening to i do there's there's a band from um we were in Stan America. It was a band from Brooklyn. Um, I play in a three-piece band most of the time. Mm. Um, so these guys are a three-piece. So I thought that was so cool because I'd seen them and um, they came out. He walked out on stage and there was only three of them. I was like, oh, shit, like it sounds massive. There's a, there's a song on one of their records called, well, I think the whole record's called The Boy Who Died Wolf, but there's a song on there called My Name is Human. And they're kind of like 90s emo punk with like, I guess like this kind of like new school rock mm. vibe. But they're so mm. cool. Like they're, they're only, if you listen to the record, just just think to yourself, there's only three people playing it. And it sounds pretty much exactly the same live. Nice. So I think they're coming out next year. So I'm going to go check them out and see um see if they're still as good as they were a couple of years ago. Nice. Yeah, it sounds great. I definitely have a soft spot for 90s new metal and new rock, yeah. so um, yeah. you're definitely going to check that out. It reminds me of um, Royal Blood, who coincidentally are playing a show tonight. At the Horton, yeah. At the Horton, yeah. <laughs> um, but Royal Blood as well, there's two members, and they only they basically sound exactly the same as the record, and there's only two of them on stage, which is crazy. Yeah. I love that stuff. That stuff's killer. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with no segue at all, I think <laughs> I just pride myself. I pride myself in not having segues. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, let's own it. But um, so this one's going off an entirely different track. So um, Reese, are you a fan of like you know like underground R and B and hip hop? Uh, in the states, yeah, I don't <laughs> mind a bit of R and B. It's not my forte, but I will. Uh, I will delve into the world. Yeah, that's literally been me, especially with this podcast, because, like, I'm, like, a rock and roll, like, slash metalhead. Um, but I do, I've really been discovering some awesome, like, local, like, hip-hop and R&B artists. Um, so there's a band called Remy, and um, it's, it's two guys. So there's Remy, who's, like, the vocalist, and then you've got Sensible Jay, who's the producer. Um, and they just released their debut record, like, a couple of years ago. And I've been waiting for them to do new stuff for ages, and then they've come out last week with this track called My People. And it's really cool because it's like got this like like music video where like he's sitting like at the table and like there's like like his family there and they're kind of all just bickering and he kind of like wants to get out and just breathe and then he like goes out to his car but um it's just a really cool track it's just like really soulful kind of like laid back but it also features an artist an artist called um tambo um who's under like his record label like it's just it's so cool to see you know people of color at like you know really just at the forefront and i guess that's why he called the song my people because that's what it's all about you know showcasing you know some of the people that you know you might not ever hear from usually yeah Yeah. that's cool i don't know how to segue to be honest okay um i was actually going to talk about track because i was listening to your record just before this podcast and um 
it reminded me a lot of a band called Nothing But Thieves. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I do know Nothing But yeah. Thieves, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Because I think that, like, I guess in Nothing But Thieves, I've seen them a couple times live, and their vocalist, Connor, is has this incredible voice. Like, I feel like there's not it's a lot of people... Um, I, I don't it know. sounds like Jeff Buckley, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Buckley yeah. and also Matt Bellamy. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> but I think it's quite rare, especially because I think rock as well, or just rock and roll in general, has a very sort of, like, DIY roots, I guess. Like, a lot of bands just, you know, started in their garage and just started playing shows, and that's sort of how they yeah. started. Mm. They're not necessarily, like, super trained, I guess. So I think it's really refreshing to see someone... Um, like Connor, nothing but thieves, who has this amazing, like, incredible voice that he—you can tell that he might be classically trained, or like yeah, he knows he knows what he's doing. And it really reminded me of um, of your tracks as well, because you also have like this crazy voice, and it's really cool to hear that against gotcha. like a rock, um, like a rock sound. So yeah, I just, yeah, you know? it's weird because like I, I love seventies rock and rolls, really seventies early eighties is kind mm. of my mm. my forte, but. You back then you had to be able to sing. We yeah. didn't, you know, we didn't have, you know, all the nice mics and all the gear to make you sound pretty. You mm-hmm. had to sound really good. So I guess it's just, it's kind of almost, you know, flattery and imitation at, at most of the point. But yeah, that's why as soon as I heard that nothing but these record, I was like, that is like yeah. Jeff Buckley doing rock and roll. That's yeah. killer. Who, yeah. who wouldn't it, like that? Yeah, but it's so cool because it kind of just brings you back to you know like how androgynous rock and roll kind of is and how both yours and um connor's voices that they're very like very fluid like you can easily go from you know just just balls to the wall rock and roll and then yet it has like this pop sensibility to it so it's really just it blends the two together and it sounds really cool and it's really captivating as well like i saw nothing but thieves in december i think and they're actually touring again um but it was really cool to see like the crowd as well because i guess typical like rock shows you know everyone's really into the music and they're dancing or you know moshing whatever but especially like at this at this show in particular I feel like his voice in itself is very captivating yeah people just like want to listen to it and they don't necessarily like they're just so engaged by that that there isn't that like rowdiness of a crowd I guess yeah you're just in awe but um yeah, the track that I was going to talk about, this is a bit of a tangent, but <laughs> the track was Is Particle. And if I need to because I feel like that really um, showcases, you know, his voice. And um, yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. But see, this is the beauty of a podcast because I'll just like cut that there, put a little like drum beat to like segue, and, and that's it. And it'll sound sharp, clean, <laughs> yeah. and, it'll, and so professional. So yeah, profession. exactly. Don't worry, we'll keep all the awkward bits in there as well because <laughs> that's what makes our podcast our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I guess we'll go into our second segment now, which is our in-depth track review. So basically. Um, our guest usually just picks a track, one of their own tracks, could be like a single or any any song that they've made and just basically talks about like the story behind it. It could be the meaning of the song or like if there's a cool studio story or lyrics. And there's kind of one song that I'm hoping you're going to talk about, <laughs> but I'm going to let you choose. So yeah, you're welcome to just basically... If... Well, which one, which one do you want me to talk about? <laughs> so my favourite off the record is the opener, the one that never gets away. Like, it's just, it kind of like, like especially towards the end with the soloing, gives me a kind of Rolling Stones vibe. The only thing I truly know for certain Is I ain't wrong when I say you're the one that never gets away It's, it's awesome. Yeah, alright, I'll we'll talk about that one. <laughs> that one, um, I, uh... We wanted to open the record because obviously the record can get it gets pretty dark and there's a lot of lovey moments in there and there's a lot of kind of fuck you moments at the same time. So we want to start with something that kind of had a bit of um, a bit of you know like get up and about kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very uh, it's very rock and roll as in yeah it's, it's, it doesn't it doesn't slow down. It's a freight train without any brakes. That one for me. Yeah. Um, and I'd just been in um, uh, America riding. Um, I just broken up with my girlfriend. 
I moved to America for about a month and a bit with uh, one of my friends. I was running Capitol Studios, and we went to um, uh, Stagecoach, which is a country music festival over there, and I fell in love with country music, and especially country guitarists, and kind of went back over to the blues and roots side. And as soon as I got home, you know, at an empty house, all I could do, all I was, was doing was really writing. And this is kind of the, st- the start of me not really being the best version of myself. Um, <laughs> So I was just at home, I was just writing and writing and writing, and I found this riff um, that I'd had for ages, which that, and I was like, that's cool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. And I, I sat down and um, I had um, uh, this, this one of my friends who, who is now my girlfriend. Um, we'd known each other since we were real young. Um, and I just had this story, I, I was like, I needed to be fun, but I needed to have, you know, like, I, I don't read this whole record so serious. Like, I just want to have something that's literally about sex and just have, like, just the fun side of it and, like, not really giving a fuck about, you know, who knows who it is or what we were doing. Uh, it was a bit awkward when I showed her parents, but apart from But, yeah, it's pretty much that. It's, the stories in it are is exactly what happened. It's, it's, a, it's literally, like, you know, no matter what happens, where I was, what I was doing, it would always end up back at this person. Like, you know, I could literally, you know, at my worst, she'd be there, at, you know, my best, she'd be there at, you know, four o'clock in the morning after a gig, she would be there. <laughs> and it just seemed to be like, yeah, for anything, it's actually, I think she's the, the probably the easiest person I've been able to write about because, you know, we've known each other since I moved from England. She's from England as well. So we've known, we're, we're actually each other's oldest friends in the country as well. So it's made it um, really easy. But me and the boys, literally, we, we went in with the um, with my drummer. He put the drums down while I did the guitars. Um, we did the bass. We went back and did some solos. And then, um, yeah, we just, I think I sang that song through twice. I think we used the, the first take we did, though. And then, um, yeah, we just jumped back in and redid the vocals of the, you know, everybody in the background kind of, um, at the very end of the song, singing. And I kind of, uh, I did all the people, like the gang vocals at the end as kind of a homage to my mine and her family. Like they, my and her family have always wanted us to, to be together, but we've just never <laughs> done it before. We're like, nah, what else? Uh, all good. And then, uh, yeah, so we put that in as a bit of a homage to them. And I'm actually going to play that song to them this weekend um, in Adelaide for the first time. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it'll be like, <laughs> yeah. we were right. Yeah, I told you so. Yeah, all the parents. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what I love about this song as well, in particular, and it's not just the actual song itself, but the way it's like situated in the rec- like on the EP as the first song, mm. because then you don't really expect like you know the songs after it to be slow burners, and that for me yeah. just have that change of pace, like is yeah. really like dynamic, yeah. and I really love that. Yeah, and I, I always love when you listen to a record and like the first song is just this like explosion of sound, and it really sets like a good tone for the rest of the record. Mm. Like, I, I I, don't know, I've always really liked that. So I also like that about that track, how it just sort of yeah. starts, like, basically, like, zero to 100, like, straight Pretty away. Much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. It's, it's, you know, you, you, wanna, you want someone to listen, you know, grab someone's attention straight away. So it was, like, it's pretty hard not to. That riff hits you in the face. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty much how I love my music. Just, just awesome riffage. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess lots like, of riffage. Yeah, like as well, you're talking about that. Like you did all the guitar for the record as well. Um, are there any like guitarists that inspired you? Like I play guitar too, so I'm quite interested. Um, <laughs> yeah, like who sort of inspired you, or is there like a style that you like to sort of replicate? Yeah, well, not necessarily the replicate. Thing, uh, but, like, the, I remember the first person I thought was cool playing guitar and don't like judge me on this because I was I was probably like four or five years old <laughs> was Avril Lavigne I thought oh, she yeah. was such a badass nice. <laughs> she's she was. Fucking guitar. she's such a sick bitch um but, but then yeah I grew out of that quite quickly um <laughs> I think yeah probably I mean I, I love um I love blues blues has been always been a yeah. big thing for me my dad gave me a Gary Moore record when I was when I was young um which I loved a lot of like you know real intense and intense drives and tube screamers and stuff going on everywhere mm-hmm. um and then i kind of you know dove into the, the three kings world like the bb king and, and freddie oh, king God, albert yeah. king and stuff so that started going down there and 
I just like I'm a, me as a guitarist. I'm, I'm a bit of a. They call me the sponge. I just kind of steal everybody's shit and make it my own. It's like I love, um, you know, Kenny Wayne Shepherd and obviously like, people like Stevie Ray Vaughan and stuff. Have yeah. been a massive thing. Prince was probably one of the big ones. He oh, was yeah. Um, yeah. he was such a great guitarist that I don't think a lot of people really understood as well that how great he was. Hmm. Um, and I then mean, yeah, just my friends. You know, there's a guy. I'm gonna go see um, a band called. Do you guys know Electric Mary? I've heard of them. Yeah, I wouldn't they're, say I like. They're them. they're a rock band from Melbourne. They're they're killer. They they had Erwin uh, Thomas has played with them. Nathan Cavalieri played with them for a while. Right. Um, hmm. My friend's in the band now. His name's um, Brett Wood. He plays for Pete Murray as well. But he's just a freak. <laughs> Such a freak, good guitarist. And um, even him, like I just I just steal his stuff. Uh, literally, I'm just like I just watch him. I'm like I'm gonna <laughs> take that. But um, yeah, that's what I love is you know sometimes I guess you know you'll know this as a guitarist, like you kind of run out of knowledge. You're mm. like, oh, I, 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 I know how to play all the things I want to play, but I, I can't play the things that I want to play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just for me about just like sitting, I sit down all day, every day. I don't have a, I, there's not, you know, I'll probably spend oh, between six, six to nine hours a day playing guitar, even mm. if it's not plugged in, just, just there, just having it around and, you know, it's normally the fuck ups that you'll find something, um, yeah. something great in. And yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, you, you like the you know heavier music as well. Like I, um, I used to play a lot of uh, like heavy metal back in the day. Oh, so nice. <laughs> I got my hands were quick enough. It was just yeah, trying to find the notes that actually sounded good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel that too. Like there's a point where you kind of get playing guitar and you're kind of like every single song I've written has the same chords. Like what alternate tuning can I find? Yeah. Um, yeah, it sort of gets to a point. Yeah. See, I really loved uh, Dire Straits and like Mark Knopfler. I would just like yeah, Mark. That. Mark's a legend. I know Mark. He's a he's a, a fruitcake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, a bit. But um, I kind of wanted to talk about um, like your love for blues and because. I was thinking it would be really cool if you recorded at least some songs in Nashville, which is kind of like mm. the melting pot of like bluegrass and like a bit of folk and, and country rock. I mean, is that something that you would consider? Mm, yeah, hundred percent. I um, I, I mixed a record in Nashville, um, which was my I did a record called Change Cars and mixed that down there. Mm. Um, and I love that. I, my my drummer and I are massive country fans. Like Chris Stapleton. I mean, everybody loves Chris Stapleton. He's a he's a freak of a. A musician and a singer is—it's just ridiculous. He's so great. But he was in a—he was in a bluesgrass band um, called the Steel Drivers. I am. Um, and if you ever get a moment to check that out, check that record out because there's there's new ones with a guy that sounds like Chris Stapleton. It's not Chris Stapleton, <laughs> but um, he is man. Like you know, being being able to work with different musicians like that. You know, in in my live show, um, my drummer actually plays uh, lap steel. So um, that's actually a real cool part of the, the set. We do my my um my granddad passed away a couple of months ago, so we do a, a tribute for him in this set, um, which is an old Irish folk song that has um a pedal steel through it. So it's kind of combining like what you just said, those two things, like a bit of a folk thing mixed with a bit of country. So yeah, I mean I've been thinking about it heaps of you know obviously like I said before, like making your own records and stuff. Um, it's kind of like hard to to get them out there anyway so i have been thinking about trying to put together like a really cool thought out of a record of songs that i guess um kind of fell by the wayside and people don't really think about kind of reimagine them a little bit and bring you know killer musicians on board that can actually yeah make it sound some good exactly and that's and that would be the beauty too of like going to a place like nashville like literally yeah. you have so many talented artists and a lot of Aussies mm. going there like over there as well yeah like just yeah. popping yeah. in and out my, something my friend shoes. alice just moved there not too long ago she's a killer songwriter like they, they love it they reckon it's the best place in the world yeah we actually had a couple of um our friends on the podcast a couple of weeks ago who um were playing all around sydney and they just moved to nashville as well yeah they decided to stay for longer so that's awesome man it's killer it's, a, it's a, have you guys been before no it's definitely <laughs> on the bucket list like yeah. up with new orleans like i've just got to visit some of the studios new orleans is cool but do um do nashville yeah. Nashville for sure. I feel like Nashville also has like there's lots of um, like indie artists coming out of mm. Nashville as well, which is very cool. There's just so many. Like I, I think it's unfathomable to actually think how many artists are there. There is so many. Every you know you look at all these houses while you walk through a street. They're all studios. There's mm. not one house that doesn't have a studio. Yeah. It's 
it's music city to its to its max it's going to take la over by storm and give (laughs) give it three or four years and you know nashville will be huge Mm. and it's perfect too for artists that kind of want to like get away from you know like the city and and really just immerse themselves in nature as well because a lot of people have houses like you know um, that are just like they're just situated within nature and they've got studios there and it just sounds like the perfect kind of getaway to write a record yeah. write songs no it is it's a beautiful place it's yeah it's incredible you have to check it out well definitely yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> when um, when we're not on a student budget anymore we can actually yeah, yeah when, when we graduate uh, from uni and get high paying jobs yeah. <laughs> I guess that sort of segues into our last segment, which is our non-music segment. So basically, yeah. we talk about everything except music. So it's a fun little segment because you know it's cool to find out what you know what people do aside from music, um, because it can take up. I guess being a full-time musician, it can take up a lot of your time. Yeah. So <laughs> it's cool to yeah. I guess you want to kick it off, Jen. You've got some some things to say. So usually, like, I kind of, like, I take, like, the concept or, like, the name of, like, mm. like, a, like a song or, or an album and kind of, like, turn it on its head and, and kind of ask guests about it in a more literal sense. So with your EP, Suitcase of Stories, I was wondering if there was, you know, a particular suitcase or kind of, like, an, an item that's been with you, you know, everywhere that you've travelled, that you've grown up with. Yeah, is is there an item? <laughs> there's there's a there's there's a guitar case. I'm looking at it right now, that um that should not have a guitar in it. <laughs> it is uh it's covered in stickers. Everything's falling off it. Um, I mean suitcases. That I'll tell you a story about a suitcase. I used to have a suitcase that I took to LA once, and um I, I'd had it since I was in the UK. It's a massive suitcase, and um it came to LA with me and. The night before I left, the hinges on it fully snapped mm-hmm. and came off. There was no way of fixing it. There was no way of taping it. So I had to go down to the Beverly Center and, and, and pick up a new one. It cost me something ridiculous, like 600 bucks, because yeah. um, it was from Tubi or something like that. And um, and on the way home, this guy, this homeless guy, bless him, he was like, where are you sleeping? And I was like, oh, man, my bag just broke. <laughs> I'm right on the street. But then... Um, yeah, I lost that. I lost that. <laughs> oh, no. Otherwise, it would still be with you today, I, I reckon. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be right here with me, taking me to my next gig. But <laughs> I, I pretty much live out of this little red suitcase. It's not much to go by. Yeah. I'm not much of a prima donna with me clothes nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, like, essentials that you have to bring on tour? Like, that you can't, you know? Oh, that I, that I can't. I'm not living... I'm I don't not, want to say live with that. That's, like, so I, cliche. I have a really bad... I have a really tough time sleeping. So if I don't have a Netflix TV show to go to sleep to, I'm just, I just won't go to sleep. I, honestly, I'll just sit there and roll and over in my head. And I'll always be playing like stupid fucking songs in my head. And I, you know, when you just can't get that one line out of your head, I'll, it'll just happen to me all night. So I have to bring my laptop with me. Yeah. Um, even to the point where I've gone on shows with a laptop and no guitar leads. That's how. Desperately, I need my laptop. <laughs> what are you watching on Netflix at the moment? Uh, I just watched Lost in Space because I'm a big nerd. <laughs> um, and I'm now watching this thing called The Alienist. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, it's though. real cooked. I, I was watching this thing called The Fall, which is a Welsh TV show. Is that the one with um, Gillian Anderson? Hey? Has Gillian Anderson in it? Is that the guy out of Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Um, I think okay. he's in it. He's in it, but um, uh, what's her? A Scully from the X-Files. Oh, yeah. She's in it. Is he in it? He might be in it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's the main character. She's got culture. blonde hair. She's like the um, the fall, right? Yeah. The fall, where, where the guy, like, strangles all the chicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. real family-friendly. Like. That's the one, yeah. And I just got yeah. the worst image in my head right now. I haven't <laughs> seen the trailer, but... Um... <laughs> yeah. So something else that I wanted to talk about. So you talked um, right at the beginning of the podcast um, about how you you know you had to go into therapy for a while, and, and you were actually literally at a therapy session right before um, you called yeah. us. Um, so I was wondering, you know, what that whole process was like for you when you first started, and what are some of the things that you do outside of music, you know, to continue that process? Because yeah, I guess like self care is very important. It is, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I mean, that was the thing. I was, I was just heaps lost. You know, when I, when I first started um, the, whole, the whole process, I was kind of, um, I was kind of having conversations with myself, in, 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 if that sounds weird, but I'd, I'd be sat there across from him and I'd, I'd you know, put a, present an issue or something I feel strongly about and then I'd try and figure it out in myself and then I'd argue back again. And he'd have to literally stop me and be like, Reese, you you're talking to yourself like you need to stop you need to take a second yeah. and it, yeah it was pretty it, it was actually got pretty scary you know, to the point where, you know talking to yourself not you know really the best best place to be especially when you're not thinking rationally and you're not going to give yourself much good advice hmm. but um I've, I've i've you know i've worked my ass off with him and we've, we've done you know stumbled across a lot of stuff that's kind of made more sense and made me feel less stressed out about the world or, or things that i can change within myself to make my life a little bit easier you know uh, you know, you can, simple things like, you know, something, you know, you're so afraid of something because it might not work. So you don't really give it everything because mm-hmm. if you don't, you feel like if you don't give it everything, it will hurt less. But then that stresses you out throughout that whole process. And by the time that pops back up, you're feeling like shit. Simple things like that that you just don't really you think about, um, especially when you're not in the right frame of mind. But I think the biggest thing for me is, is like my friends, like I've found, I've found people that like honestly, truly care about me, like that are as emotional about what I'm doing mm. and invested in what I'm doing as, as I am, but like real care, you know what I mean? Like I've, I did have people in the past that were caring about me, but they'd be like, you're being a dickhead, shut up and get over it. And that's, you know, not what I needed because it wasn't mm. in the right place. Whereas now, those people have got around me right now, they'll be able to say, you know, shut up, you're being a dickhead. And I'll be like, okay, I probably am being a dickhead because <laughs> I know there's a caring factor there, you know, like we get to go out and you get to go fishing or, you know, they'll come over and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to cook or we'll go out for a Saturday night or, you know, we're all going out tonight to watch a band and stuff. But mm. there's no animosity. There's no sense of, you know, judgment by anybody. It's just, you just feel like you're, you're, mm. you're friends, you know, you're like, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's let's be let's be happy together. You know, like mm. I'm, I just feel like you know I've met a group of people that you know now that I know myself as well. Anyway, met a group of people that kind of care about me for the person that I am, and I don't really have to pretend anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome, and and it's super important as well because you were talking about you know people that like you know when you're in a in a bad way and 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 shit's kind of spiraling for for people to be like you know shut up, you're being a dick, but also not be judgmental. Just understand that you know you go to this place, you know. A lot and they just need to be there to help pick you up um yeah it's good to have yeah 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 so. and mine's changed so much over the years i mean you know i had like obviously with the show i had a group of friends from high school and then i kind of i don't talk to anybody really from high school now and yeah and then i was everybody i was hanging out with was quite a bit older than me because they're part of the industry my mm. band was a lot older and i just never really found like a solid place where i felt like i truly fit in and i was truly like you know happy with yeah. who I was. I wasn't trying to, you know, be cool for this guy or or try and act and dress like that because, you know, to fit in with this older crowd. It's like now it's just like I just really like these people and, you know, they I feel like they like me. So <laughs> let's hang. Yeah, yeah it's nice. happy. Um yeah. which is great. Um so the last kind of part of the segment I wanted to delve into. So it's really good, you know, with this new EP, how you're able to break down your previous perceptions of you and kind of hopefully break down that stigma as well attached to reality shows. Um, yeah. But um, I wanted to know who are some of your favorite people, you know, outside the music world who've kind of like lost themselves but have come back really strong? Mm-hmm. Who's inspired you in that way? Um, oh, I guess that's uh, outside the music world. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> and did you even know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, there's a lot of musicians that I've obviously kind of gone through similar things to what I have. Um, I think, you know, I kind of try and draw a lot of stuff out of a lot of other people. You know, like my manager, um, my manager, he's, I think he's like 46, 47. He's a, um, he's, his name's Jed Stokes. He's, he's actually a, a textiles, he runs a textiles business. And mm-hmm. he, he's literally working with me because he just, you know, he keeps saying to me, he's like, I just want to see you succeed. Um, and um, he he lost his dad when he was um, 18 years old, um, and he took the business from there. So for me, I'm, I'm kind of you know sitting down and, and listening to him, and, and at a point where you know you, you, I've seen it before, you know you lose you lose someone so close to you, like you know a father or something like that. Mm. He could have easily just gone down the route of drinking as much piss as he can and you know fuck the world like. 
why should I try? Or, you know, the world's so bad to me, this, that and the other. Jed didn't drink for close to 10 years. All he did was, you know, he was literally putting his head down and got straight into everything, like, uh, to the point of, like, he had, you know, a shipment of, I don't know how many thousands of pairs of socks, and he sat in his kitchen embroidering each and every one just to get this order through so that he could get to that next step and just keep building and building and building and building. And I think, yeah, for for me, it's one big thing that I've got, like, you just, you know, he lived in the reality of the world from such a young age, whereas I kind of had the adverse of, you know, kind of living in something that wasn't a a true reality. Mm. Um, so he's been a massive guy for me to actually inspire me to get up in the morning and, and make shit happen for myself. You know, he's been the first person that's actually made me feel like I can do that. Mm. Um, so I, I'd have to give that one to old Jedi. Nice. I think that just inspired me as well. Yeah. <laughs> really, like, positive way to end the yeah. I'm going to give you a call. End the oh, po- podcast. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we'll end it there on a p- nice positive note. Um, I guess... You've got your tour coming up. What's next? Like for our listeners, where can they find you? And um, yeah, just what's next? I guess like a little. little well, yeah, thing. no, I'll be, I'll be touring for the next uh, couple of months. So I've got it all up on my my Instagram, my Facebook. Um, I'm actually just uh, nearly finished a new website, so that's mm. all going to be up there. Mm. And then um, in August, I'm going to the UK. Um, I'm going for a bit of a family holiday, but I'm going to play a, a couple of shows over there as well. So that's going to be pretty awesome i'll be the first time that i'll be back in the uk for about i think at least nearly 13 years and nearly 14 years wow it's exciting um so that's gonna be great and then yeah i'm back in the studio soon to um get some more songs going i want to be a bit more consistent so as soon as i get a bit more money in through the door it'll be going straight back into the studio and um yeah getting some more tunage out for everybody Sounds nice. awesome. I have one request for the website though. <laughs> Can you take a photo of that guitar case that should not have a guitar in it and post it on the website? That would be awesome. I can I can definitely do that. There's a lot of pictures of burning guitars, but I'll chuck up the, oh. the shitty guitar case. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well you can find I guess for our listeners, we have an Instagram, it's at GA Podcast. We also have a Twitter is GA underscore podcast and um, we've got a website yeah yeah we, we also have a website coming <laughs> well. which I'm working on so yeah I good guess things coming on yeah, both yeah, ends yeah on both ends yeah uh, good luck with the rest of your tour I'm sure it'll go great and um, oh, bless you thank you very much cool yeah well thanks for the chat ripper thanks girlies I'll see you soon no worries yeah, see that's you later right. take care bye see you guys have a good one you too listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound.